Yo, what's good, everybody? Hey, it's your man B Vaughn here with We Create Music TV. And today, tonight, right now, we have an amazing guest. We have award-winning R&B, hip-hop. I mean, she is a, oh my gosh, I don't know how many titles she has. She's a hip-hop artist, an R&B artist, entrepreneur. She's a music publisher. She, she has so many different titles, but we're going to get to all that. But I want to welcome, and all of you to give a warm welcome to Miss Storm. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Miss Storm, Hi. how are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. How are That's, you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yes. You know, it's, it's Thursday. It's not raining here in Atlanta. Weather's, weather's amazing. Right. Yes. Weather's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm good. How about yes, yourself? Yes, same. Same. I can't complain. It was a beautiful day today. Absolutely. It felt like summertime in Atlanta today. All right, see? And I got out to enjoy, well, just a little bit. Just a little bit of it. I just would say little, that. Had to, run some, had to run some errands a little bit uh, earlier today. But, yeah, it was hot. I had a jacket on. think it was going to be cold. But, yeah, no. Nah, had to take it off, didn't you? I was like, yo, what is it? I had sweats on. I was, uh, I was, you know, a jacket on that. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be cold. Because the other couple of days it's been cold. I'm like, yeah. Been freezing. It was freezing. like 36 degrees a couple yeah. of nights ago. I had a yeah. coat and some boots on. Yeah. Right. I can't have that in my right. life. That's why I moved from St. Louis because I can't have that in my life. So STL. Okay. <laughs> STL. That's right. We represent. But <laughs> that's right. But yeah. I love yep. St. Louis. Uh, you know, I like St. Louis. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Growing up um, there and being there your whole life, I, pro I you know, that's probably why you. Oh, like well, yeah. No, I didn't grow up in St. Louis. Oh, you did? Yeah. You no, 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 no. I'm, I'm from Virginia. So people oh, know they watch the show. Then I'm a VA boy. But I lived <laughs> I in St. Louis for the past previous 10 years. I've been here in Atlanta for almost four. So, but I mean, this ain't about, this ain't about me. This is about Miss Storm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> so Miss Storm, I am glad that you are on here today. Uh, I actually have been wanting to get you on for some time, but I'm glad we now have this time to to get together and to talk and to kind of just congregate about everything Miss Storm. So Thank as I, you. yeah, for sure. So as I ask with every guest, just tell us how did you get started? Walk us through your journey from how you got started to where, and I know it's 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 a, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh my it. gosh. Well, thank you again, Brian, for having me on the show. I really appreciate you sharing your platform with me and I love what you're doing over there. Let me throw that out uh, there. Um, so, uh, for everyone who don't know, uh, my name is Miss Storm. I'm the CEO of Ear Candy Productions, which is a lot of things. Ear Candy is a record label that I started. It's also a music library that I do publishing through. Um, and it's also a casting company for video videos and uh, videography and stuff like that. So we do a lot of different things at Ear Candy Productions. I'm also the creator of the Black History Month Cyphers. That's an annual event that I throw here in Atlanta uh, for Black History Month. And I'm also the founder of the Moving Mountains Foundation of Motivation speakers where we kind of like give back to the community and help aspiring artists, um, youth predominantly that's trying to, you know, branch off into the music industry. Um, I got into music early in my life. Like music was always like my first love. Like I really never had any other thing that I was gravitating to like mm. music. Music was something that I was able to relate to or something I was able to use to express myself. So I have been doing music, singing. Yeah, I started off singing and I've been singing for a very, very, very long time. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 
that's what's up. I mean, so how did you know you wanted to be a singer? Like, I mean, what what kind of what kind of sparked that? Honestly, what what I can remember is singing in church, singing in mm. church, um, and having the congregation and and everyone just you know hyping you up and feeling the energy from your voice and just seeing the power that music has on people and how it can elevate people's whole feelings. I mean, I used to sing to my grandmother and she could feel bad. And if I was singing to her, she would start feeling better. And I'm like, wow, music is magic. It has mm-hmm. the power to do that right. to people, you know, but my mother would tell you, and she always tells everyone, oh, babe, my baby been singing since she was in diapers. I said I used to dance. <laughs> I used to dance to Michael Jackson videos with a pamper on. Hey. I mean, I've always loved music, always. Hey, yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah, music is a, you know, you talk about music is you sing to your grandmother and she will feel happy. I mean, music has, you know, a, a, a huge emotional connection to it. So absolutely. I mean, you I always tell people, think about your favorite song and think about where you were when you first heard that song, why that song became your favorite song. Right. Like, or what it like, made you feel. What it make you feel. Like I know songs that I have personally for myself that I can listen to and it conjures up different emotions Ooh. or different meanings. And I'm like, and, they, and you know, the I, magic. yeah, I've had songs to That's get me through times. And it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, who you, you telling? You got that right. You got that right. Yeah. So, so we all have some type of connection to to music and what Absolutely. music does to the person's. I would say, you know, it touches their soul in a way that helps to uplift or to get them through whatever that that situation situation may be. You know. So yeah. So singing in diapers, huh? So you came out singing in pampers in the huggies. <laughs> in the huggies. <laughs> Singing, that's right. And and I, you know, I was singing in loves. So you know. Okay. Upgrade. Right. Upgrade. Uh, so you're originally from Ohio. Ohio, right? Warren, Ohio, right? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, right. Three three oh. Three three oh. Three three oh. Let me stop. Let me stop. Before somebody was like, "Hey, you see him throwing gang signs up on the." Yeah, no. No, no, I don't know nothing about. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, you know about something. I, I don't know about nothing. But uh, <laughs> you know, so talk about growing up in in Ohio and talk about, you know, the 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 culture of Ohio from a musical perspective and how that influenced you as as an artist. Oh, that's a great question. Ohio is the home of the baddest, funkiest, amazing, original, innovative, creative artists in the world. I mean, Isley Brothers. I mean, Zapp and Roger. I mean, Avant. I mean, uh, Boosie Collins. I mean, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And when you talk about Ohio artists and musicians or, you know, producers even, one thing about Ohioans that I love to death, and I just thank God that I was, you know, born there and raised there, is that we are the heart of it all. We do everything. You can't put an Ohio artist in a box. They We sing, we rap, we do country, we do pop, we do folk, we do everything because that's we're the heart of it all. We, we feel everything. There's, you know, I grew up listening to alternative stuff. Nirvana's uh, drummer is from my hometown. Hey, let's get into from my like teen spirit. Oh, really? From your hometown? Yes, from wow. my hometown. Yeah, David Grawl, I think is his name, mm-hmm. the drummer, the phenomenal drummer. He's from Warren, Ohio. Wow. You know, so some of the baddest, you know, James Brown band was from Ohio. I mean, some of the baddest musicians and I've had the opportunity to be in the room or on or behind the stage with them and just watch them like 
oh, it's just, yeah, Ohio, I, 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 shout out to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ohio. Yeah, so shout out to Ohio. That's right. You know, so, so I'm, I'm, of course you grew up there, right? So as an artist yourself, I mean, what did you take away from that culture to help, you know, you in your, your music artistry itself? To be honest with you, I've never had anyone ask me that question. And now that I reflect on that, honestly, everything, everything mm. that I am is because of my upbringing in Ohio, everything that I am. Um, I was surrounded by amazing musicians, producers, singers, rappers, and they all had their own thing. Like it wasn't something like, okay, so I'll, I'll be more in depth. Being here in Atlanta, I've been in Atlanta for about 13 years. And when I deal with artists here in Atlanta, there is a certain sound that you're going to get from Atlanta. Even plugins, when we come to producing and engineering with the programs we're using, everyone wants to use auto-tune. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing nothing wrong with that. I love you to say that first. Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> I personally don't use it. You know? I don't use it. You know, but I, I'm but I'm in the studio with a lot of people who use it and I understand why they use it. Yeah, I'll mm. say that. Um, but, mm. you know, in Ohio, it, it wasn't like that. Everyone had their own original thing. And it wasn't some it wasn't artists trying to sound like anyone else or that was piggybacking off of someone else. It was just so original. And I'm not going to lie. I go home often just to get that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I go home often to get that, that, that energy. I need that energy because being here in Atlanta, you can start to sound like Atlanta. You can start to sound yeah. like, you know, you can start to sound yeah, like yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you putting skirts in your song now? <laughs> in your song? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, but no, but you're right, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you are absolutely right, because coming from, you know, even from my own experience, you know, living in St. Louis, St. Louis had its own. St. Louis kind of defined the the sound of the Midwest, like, right. I mean, of course, you got you got Nelly, you got Chingy. I mean, but from a his, an artistry, historical perspective, there's many artists that came out of out of St. Louis that had their own original sound kind of just like like Ohio. Ohio. But I found the same thing being here in Atlanta. In Atlanta it's like, <laughs> wait, a minute. wait, you sound just like this person. You sound just like that person. You sound just like that person. Right. You sound just like that person. And it's like, oh my gosh, nothing. Whatever. Atlanta. I right. love Atlanta. That's love being I here. Love but I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yo, stop trying yeah. to sound like this other dude that sounds just like that other guy. Sounds but like that you other know guy. what I noticed though? The people who are been here, who you know, grew up here or started doing music here or got their music history from here, they don't even notice it. They be like, you no, can't tell the not. difference, and I'd be like, it sounds just like what Sound I just heard. You don't. They don't hear the difference. They don't hear the they difference. Don't, they right. like, they'd be like this. Don't compare me to nobody. Nobody. I don't sound like nobody. <laughs> and I'd be like, right. okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, hold on. Let me put this song on and see if you sound this like this you? person. Right. Now, I, I will. I will tell you this. For the longest time, and I don't know why, but because they actually don't sound alike, but I had the hardest time at first distinguishing between a Cardi B song and a Nicki Minaj song. Oh wow! Yeah. Because I would go, yeah. like, wait a minute, is that Nicki or is that Cardi? Well, is that Cardi or is that Nicki? Or is that? Mm. <laughs> but then, but then, but then, as I heard more of Cardi B, I was like, oh, I can definitely tell which one's exactly. a Cardi B song and which one. I don't know what her ethnicity is, but whatever that uh, Spanish right. tongue is, you know. Right, right, you right. Yep. It, you know, yeah. 
Like I want yep. to shake that thing in back in my back in my throat. Right. So I had to get you right. So I had to get used to like okay. Yeah, Nikki's more animated. Nikki's yeah. more animated. Oh, she's yeah. Com- yeah. super animated yeah. when she comes to Love her it. style, her lyr- yeah. lyrical ability, her presentation. Uh, yeah, and, and, it, and, and it took me a minute to kind of listen to both of them in that perspective to go, oh, oh, no, I can definitely tell the difference between both tell of them. Both right. of them. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, so that's good. You know, I'm always interested in how, where people grew up, how their culture of where they grew up influences influences them. I mean, especially for a person, I'll say like myself, who didn't grow up in any type of musical anything. Like mm. the city that I lived in, in Virginia, there is not a single artist that I know of that came out of that town wow. and, and, and and made it. Or like, yeah, I don't, I mean, you, yeah, we didn't have no studios. We didn't have. I get what you're saying. Yeah, right. It was saying. not even, I don't know. I can tell you what everybody. No, oh, I can tell you what type of town it was, but it was not a musical town. That's. So you have to deal with the Confederate flags down there in Virginia, where you was at. No, we had to do. We had to deal with a lot of, a lot of vials. Oh, with, okay. With, okay. Yeah. One of them. One yeah. Oh, it was one. Oh. Too. Oh, it was one of them. Too. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. So. So, so I can answer that question for you. Um, I grew up in a real small town. We had one mall, uh, one high school two parks, one library. So when I tell you it was a very small town, mm-hmm. I am a very small town girl. Um, we didn't have anyone that we knew of or that we had access to that came out of our hometown. If, mm-hmm. if, if in my city, if you got on in the business, you move far away and never look back. That's typically how it's been for all the, the major artists that have come out of my hometown. So once, you know, and most of them are much older than me. You know, I mean, we're talking about legends, you know, like Slave and, you know, the Ohio players. They're much, much older mm-hmm. than me. So, you know, but um, being a small town girl with big dreams and little opportunities, I started to travel. I was traveling when I was 16 years old, getting mm-hmm. on the Greyhound. One of the first places I went was East St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. so was one of the first places I went. I would get up and get on a Greyhound bus and just go to different cities and meet the, the movers and shakers mm-hmm. in different towns, introduce myself. And I was always just bubbly person like, hey, my name's Storm. I sing, I rap. You want to hear what I can do? Listen to what I can do. <laughs> and for some reason, they would listen to what I could do. So I've right. been in so many studios, mm. you know, all around the world, just, you know, contributing whatever I can contribute mm-hmm. just trying to get my name out there get a feel for how this thing goes I was just so passionate about music and I still am you know but as a, a young girl it was like everything to me I knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to be a part of this business it is something about it so magical so therapeutic it helps people and I knew I had to be a part of it so yeah I, I would leave my hometown and go out and outsource because there yeah. was no opportunities where I was from, you know, at all. Yeah, not same, all. same. Yeah, and you know, I think that's I think that's important. Uh, you know, I don't. I sit back and think about that with the advent of technology. You know, back in the day when I was growing up, we we had my son oh, asked me. My son asked. Look, my son asked me the other day. He he was saying something about maps and printing out maps and stuff and doing something for the stuff that he does. And I'm like, yeah, I said, because, you know, back in the day, you know, when I used to do this, we actually had maps you had to print out and, and 
Who are you telling? Right. He was like, Dad, you but you ain't have internet back then though. I was like, Wait, did we? No, because I was like, yo, we didn't have internet. Like MapQuest. Like MapQuest. Remember that? We would have to print it out and flip through the paper. Okay, we'll turn the left here. Okay. That's right. Pass the BP. Yeah. That's right. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You you're right. We didn't have internet. So I I sit back now in 2022 and think about doesn't artists really need to move to Atlanta, New York, Nashville, Chicago, Miami, LA in order to truly make it now? I'm like, huh. that's a, wow. that's a, that's a good question. I, my personal opinion is yes, mm. because you can get your stuff out here. Say you got a song and you, you know, you really believe in this song. You could pay to have it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. promoted on Instagram, Facebook, social media and stuff like that. But to really get in, you know, to get here, to actually hit the stage, to meet the A&Rs and the executives and the scouts that's always here, always looking for talent and scouting talent, it's good to at least come and be a part of some of the open mics and some of the, mm-hmm. you know, the different events and festivals and stuff that they have, you know. Sure. So I would say a balance of them both, you know. Mm. You know, because you never know who you're going to meet. I never at, at any at any of these events, showcases, open mics, you never know who you're going to meet. I mean, I've met some amazing people that you would never think were anybody or somebody in this industry. Right. And, Let me tell you something. Let right. me tell you what just came to mind. So remember when we first got on the call, I was like, you look familiar to <laughs> me. I know you from somewhere. I think I know where I met you at. Uh- after, after, I'm about to tell you, tell me if this is right. I met you at the A3C event. It was a private dinner, and my band was the, the honoree band for uh, Wyclef Jean, Jermaine Dupree, and Brian Michael Cox. Was you there? I'm trying to think, was I there? I'm telling you, I have a picture uh, of me in you. I want to see that picture. I want to see the picture. That's where I, that's the first I time wanna... I met you. I want to see. I want to see that picture because I was at that A3C when Wyclef uh, was there. And, and so, you was there when he got off the stage and freestyled with the band. I don't. Oh gosh, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I remember. All I, the, what I do remember is, is I walked into the bat in the middle bathroom and Wyclef was already in there, and I was like, "What's up, Wyclef?" He was like, "Right." He was like, "Hey, what's real up?" Cool. <laughs> he was real, real, cool. real cool. I was like, "What's real up, Wyclef?" Cool. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got. I got to see that picture to know. I, no, so that, I. That was <laughs> I go to I go to a lot of stuff. Oh, I used to go to a lot of stuff before the whole COVID COVID thing. I know. So, but you know, I am interested in the or the origination of your name, though. Okay, Let's... well, <laughs> so I got my name from my hometown. In Warren, Ohio, I used to be a part of a group called The Underworld, which is a reputable hip-hop soul group in my hometown that's doing their thing. Shout out to all of them at The Underworld. And they gave me that name. Uh, We had Chaos, The Wolverine, Iceman, Doja, Contact, Miss Storm, and a couple other. We was like a big Oh, you like the, like, right, oh, okay. Hey. (laughs) Hey, Wu-Tang is my favorite, one of my favorite groups, so yeah. Yeah, okay. we was mobbing like them. We was mobbing like them. Okay, so y'all like y'all were like the 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 hip hop X Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the X Men, right? Hip hop X Men. Okay. We've been throwing okay, it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering where the name Miss Storm came from because as soon as I, of course, when I've heard the name previously, uh, even before you came into the show, 
I was like, it automatically resonated, you know, X-Men, Storm, and the X-Men. So I was like, okay, let's talk about where that name came from. Okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, they gave me the name and I stuck with it. Um, you know, people were like, man, you can sing up a storm and you can wrap up a storm. You can wrap up a storm too. <laughs> I heard you do both. I've, I've heard both. I've yeah, heard both. I love and you know, some you know, sometimes somebody's only good at one or the other, or really good at one versus the other. Like I really am great at singing, but eh, I rap too, but I'm not really that good. No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you. Nah, I'm gonna let you say it. I'm gonna let you say it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you she does both <laughs> amazingly, rap and sing. Like we're gonna talk about a, a song she has out that that I saw was looking at the video today, Quicksand. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Yes, but yo, she yes. was. Killing, I'm telling you, she does both exceptionally well. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that has been like the story of my life. I've had so many opportunities on the table and mm. it came down to an ultimatum. We'll say, okay, well, we'll work with you if you sing or let's not sing. Let's work on just being, we want you to be the next little Kim. We want you to be, you know, I've always mm -hmm. had to pick and choose throughout my whole career. And majority mm -hmm. of the time I went with singing. And I've promoted more singing than hip hop because it was my, you know, what I started doing first. I have more uh, experience singing than doing hip hop. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. But she can, <laughs> but she can do both exceptionally hey. well, exceptionally well, right? I ain't gonna ask her to kick no freestyle, but hey. she can do both of those ah exceptionally well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank right. You. you know, so so Miss Storm, so for you, what is your message, your your story as an artist? You know, why do you exist as an artist? I'm here to change the game. Uh-oh. I'm here to what, change the game. What do you mean by that, change the game? I'm here to influence the younger generation coming up underneath and after me and, you know, artists in my my area, my field, that they can be whatever they want to be. Be the wild card. Mm. Don't be timid. Don't be scared to say what matters. Don't be scared to say what's on your heart. And don't let anyone else dictate what you have to be as a female artist in this game. I'm here to change the game. My whole journey has taught me that you have to follow your first instinct. You have to follow your gut and do what feels good to you because at the end of the day, you're building your legacy. It's your brand. It's your name. And after you're gone, you know, this is what you're going to be remembered as. This is, you know, everything is about you. So you have to make the, the best decisions for yourself personally. So that's what I'm here to do. My, my whole thing is I promote positivity. I promote Black unity, Black love, Black, you know, community, um, giving back. And just loving yourself, self-love, mental health, you know, I promote everything positive. That's my legacy. And that's not what I stand on. That's what's important to me. And that's what I want to be known for way after mm. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's good. That's that's good that you have a, a, a message behind who you are and what you do. Not many people have that, you know, just like I just want to be an artist. I want to get rich. I want to be famous. But right. you have a true purpose of what you are looking to do and the impact you're looking to to have and the legacy that you want to leave. Absolutely. And that's, that's but good. I've been there. I've been there, oh, though. Yeah. It took me some right. time. You know, I think every creative at the beginning stage of their career, career, you know, they just want to create. They have something. They hear a beat. Mm -hmm. Man, I can do this. I can do this. It's a challenge almost. Like, let me see if I can out-rap this beat or out-sing this beat. You know, I used mm -hmm. to get... I'm a competitor. You know, being an artist is a sport. I get in there mm -hmm. and I and I'm fighting with the beat. Like, okay, who gonna be who gonna outshine who the beat or me? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then you know, after um, watching how music has cultivated our youth, watching how what we say out of our mouth impacts 
the listeners and how much power mm. we have with our words and our music, I realized that it's much deeper. It's much deeper than just getting in the booth and putting some words on paper. Mm -hmm. It's so much deeper than that. Music is very powerful. It could be used in a bad way if you're not careful with it. Mm -hmm. And so once I got that understanding and became woke to that, then I'm, I'm really more conscious of everything that I put out. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, I mean, music can be used as a weapon, right? It Absolutely. can be used. It can be used to either build up or tear down. Absolutely. And depending on how we, you know, I had a I had a guest on here. His name was Truzy. Uh, wow, it was like in, when I first started doing this whole thing, and I asked okay. him the question. I said, "Do you feel that it is your responsibility as an artist to to kind of shape this culture? Like, like, are you responsible?" For, as an artist to help shape to help shape the the thoughts and the the mindset of people who are listening to to your music and the answer that he gave was I don't I don't remember the whole answer but the I'm gonna tell everybody what go watch it and he'll give you the, the answer <laughs> but 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 in there he talked about you know he said you know music is like his baby he's mm. and he said not just for him he said but for us as black people as the culture. It's our baby, he said, and we've let other people come in and Woo! do other things with our baby. He said, imagine if, you know, your mother or father and somebody comes in and wants to do things to your baby. Are you going to let them? Mm. And he was I like, I'm chills. not. Mm. I got chills. Yeah. I say that all the time, but he summed it up way just like that. I go into a long story about just mm. that. But yes, yeah, I totally agree. I totally concur with what that brother said 100%. A hundred percent. It is our responsibility because this is our baby. Well said. Very well said. Yeah. I was like, whoa. He said, yeah, it's our baby. He said, we let That's too many right. people come in and, hand, and mishandle our baby. He said, right. we need to take, he said, we need to take our baby back. Unknowingly though. Unknowingly though. But once you, mm -hmm. once the scales fall off your eyes and you become aware of that, like I did and like he did, that's when it's time to make a change. And if you got a platform and a voice and you got people that's listening and an audience, Yes, you gotta mm -hmm. redirect this thing. You gotta take control of this thing. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you you definitely have to do that. You know, so as many artists, I'm sure that you've had your own challenges that you've had to deal with, and the things that you've had to overcome in in your own own personal life, and also in your your professional life as a as an artist, music publisher. Like you wear so many many different hats. Uh, so the first question is, what were some of those challenges that you experienced and, and how did you overcome them? Man, I don't even know where to begin with that question, mm -hmm. brother. To be honest with you, I have, I used to ask myself, I question, I think every artist does this, but I've questioned myself so many times and doubted myself in this industry so many times to the where I used to ask God, like, man, why is this so hard? All I want to do is sing. All I want to do is do music. You know, I've been ripped off. I've been lied to. I've been made broken promises to. I've moved here <laughs> to Atlanta, left everything, my house, my family. I have no family here. I didn't know a soul here. Jumped out on faith, me and my kids. And I tell this story a lot, but it's, it's, it's near and dear to my heart because it made me strong. But I came here. Um, with a deal that I was supposed to be in with the label here in Atlanta. Um, and it failed. If, 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 if the whole deal plummeted, nothing happened out of it. And wow. they moved me here 
And the house that I was in, it didn't, they didn't own it, you know, so I ended up being Mm. homeless for almost a year here. So um, long story short, to answer that question, we all have a journey. And as an artist, this is not an easy job. It's not like going to go put an application at Walmart or Kroger's. This is a real life changing environment that you put yourself in. Stress, stress, (laughs) stress, stress levels in this industry. You have to be. You have to be solid. You have to be solid and have solid people around you. So I thank God that I went through all of the trials and tribulations I did in this business. And I'm still experiencing some now. You know, Mm. it's a forever changing business with publishing, especially. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a forever changing business. And the industry has a format. They make things difficult when it comes to paying out artists intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Oh, intentionally. that's that's my personal opinion. Oh, oh, oh no no no! That is that's is a fact. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. is a so, fact. You know, you know, I would yes, tell ma'am. any and everyone who's in this business, you know, re- always remind yourself why you started. Mm. Always remind yourself why you started, and you'll fall back in love with it again. That's what I do. I, I fell out of love with music to a point to where I almost hated it, like <laughs> almost hated it, like a love hate thing. Right. And then I reminded myself what it meant to me, why it's mm-hmm. so important that I have this gift. God gave me this gift. I can't be disobedient and not use it because it's a gift. Mm. It's a gift, you know, so mm-hmm. stay vigilant. It's, stay. Vigilant. It's a gift. Stay vigilant. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, the record companies don't want to pay you. They don't want to pay you. I'm telling you, they <laughs> don't want to pay you. No. Oh, gosh, trust me. As a person who is in the middle of... Mm, at the very end of starting his own music company ish, I don't even know what to call it at the moment. That's kind of why I'm still <laughs> figuring out what this looks like. Okay, um, and that's okay. Because it's not a record label, even though okay. we will probably sign artists. It's okay. not a publishing company, even though I have a director of publishing. Okay. It's not a music video video cinematography company even though we do that i don't know it's look it's, you sound just like air candy that right, sounds it's, just like it's, air candy it's, it's 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 a it's a mix of different things that we do but the reason why i'm saying that is because i had to go through a process of contracts mm. right i was in the process of, of of looking at okay how do we sign artists when we want to sign an artist what is our contract going to look like and there's right. some stuff there's some stuff in these contracts that people got to really, really pay attention to. Look, she's finally pulling out a contract. <laughs> Look, I can, I can pull out hundreds of contracts, and they thick. Okay, thick. typically thick. you want to have an attorney. You want to have a lawyer you because have you make sure that you're covering everything. In your you contract. better okay. have one of them. But, but yeah. what stuck out? What stuck out to me as I was starting to read this contract was something in there called control composition. I was like, mm. control composition. What is this whole it's thing? It's just what it says. It's, it's, it's exactly what it, what it says. They control your it's compositions. Exactly the, the amount of composition you can be paid on. Uh, they determine how many songs can be on an album and what percentage you're going to get paid on each one, down to like the cent. You know, they have this Absolutely thing called the, right. the CRB. Oh gosh, it's it's oh, get an attorney, have an attorney always and always. Oh, yes, always because they will they gonna put some stuff in that contract, uh, name and likeness. When I was reading about the whole name and likeness, about the name and likeness, how they can own your name, yeah. you can't own your name, Absolutely. can do nothing. Um, Woo, 
You better read them. Co- you better there. get a lawyer. Right. I've been there. I've been there. That's right. You better get a lawyer. Done that. <laughs> I mean, because when you when you think about it, there's two sides. There's the the music business, right? And then there's the whole creative side. So two different entities. Two different. Go on, tell them. Two complete different. Go on, entities, tell them. Two right? different entities. So y'all better know which one y'all really. And you're in both. I'm in both. So, but not by right. choice. Not by mm. choice, though. I just I just wanted to be a creative. I didn't come into this business thinking, oh, I'm going to be a publisher. Oh, I'm going to have a music library. Oh, I'm going right. to do songs like Liza. I didn't, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't have any idea what any of that stuff meant up until mm. about the last eight or nine years because I had to. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was sitting here. One thing I want to say to any, everyone listening, and if you're an artist, you already know this, but if you're trying to be an artist, you need to know this. It is expensive to be an artist. It costs money. This is the only job that I can think of that you got to pay to do. <laughs> you got to pay to be an artist first before That's you make right. any penny. Understand that. So it's so much more than just getting in the studio. You got to, unless you got an in-house studio, in-house engineer, in-house producer, in-house videographer, in-house graphic designer, the list go. That's just a tip. That's, That's just, just a tip. That's right. <laughs> So it costs a lot of money. And, you know, after, you know, juggling, writing for this person, trying to make money from this to put into myself as an artist, you know, I'm like, how else can I make money? Mm. And then, you know, I got familiar with the publishing side and, the you know, the sync licensing side and said, okay, well, this is another stream of income that I can use while simultaneously getting my name out here, you know, Mm -hmm. my music out here and to put and reinvest into my into my craft because it's expensive. Oh, it's, it's very expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, you got to pay yeah. to be like, I don't have to, I can go work in my job that I work, you know, th- that I was doing earlier today. They pay me to do the job. I ain't got to pay them. Right. This is, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you watch cartoons, but I know some people here watch cartoons. It's kind of like when SpongeBob <laughs> has to pay Mr. Krabs to work at the Krusty the, the, Krab. The, the Krusty Krab. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, right. Yeah. SpongeBob has to pay Mr. Krabs to work at the Krusty Krab. Like, like, how do you do that? Like, what industry is that? That's this one, the music, the music industry. That's right. So, okay, so side note, side note. Have you heard of AIMP? The Association of Independent Music Publishers. Um, I've heard of it, yes. I'm not a part of it, I don't believe. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so, so we are starting a chapter here in Atlanta. Okay. So, since you are a publisher... And you have I'm a publishing company. Out. You That's should right. check out this is this is my this is me promoting our AIMP ATL, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, my daughter's right here. Okay. Come and talk to me. She's like, Mom. Oh, baby, I, they can hear me. I'm on a live. What are you saying? <laughs> Who? Okay, tell them, tell them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm my, a full-time no, okay. mother. Hey, they don't look. Look, look, they, they come. <laughs> Mom, can I have something to eat? Right. Dad, can I play video games? Trust me, I, I get it. I know. I mean, my kids, you say, um, if you're at mommy asking how old is your, maybe I shouldn't ask, but I, I guess I will. <laughs> no. I got kids that can take care of themselves. Me too. Me. Look, me too. So I got kids that can absolutely take care. I got kids that, that yes, it's like, <laughs> Yes. Y'all can take care yeah. of yourselves. Yeah, that's right. Goodbye. That's right. Goodbye. 
I done paid my dues. I done paid my dues as a parent. So, that's right. <laughs> you know, so so you you started talking about ear candy productions. So talk to us about what ear, ear candy productions is and how that story came about. Good question. <clears throat> so Ear Candy Productions, we started it in 2010 in Columbus, Ohio. Um, on my on one of my, you know, escapades, I left my hometown, went to Columbus, Ohio, partnered up with a young lady by the name of April Nicole Dillard. We call her AD though. That's my uh co-owner of Ear Candy Productions. This young lady is one of the uh, most amazing people I've ever met. She's my partner and I'm so blessed to have her on my team. But we met, she was actually uh, running a youth center <clears throat> of uh, producers called Stars in Columbus, Ohio. And she was doing production and I came in there to introduce myself like, hey, I'm Storm. I write, I sing, I produce, I do this. And she was like, okay. And we just clicked and we started Air Candy Productions. We at Air Candy Productions, we ghostwrite for a lot of different people. Uh, we ghostwrite, of course. Uh, we do music publishing with select people. I have less than 13 clients because it's a lot of administrative work. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I'm really, really invite only when it comes to publishing because it can get very, publishing Publishing conversations can ruin friendships. Mm -hmm. You got um, that right. And a lot of people don't understand that. And this is one of the industries that I would consider myself really, really good at is placing music and stuff in different arenas. I've been doing it successfully for over 10 years now, but it's, it's, it's not even necessarily about the talent or the artist. It's about relationships. And I say that because there has to be a major amount of trust for you to place your intellectual property in the hands of someone else, like a publisher, which would be me. And, uh, uh, you know, trust that I'm going to say, okay, if we get a hundred thousand for the song, I'm going to take 50,000 and give you 50,000. One, a lot of people would say, well, you didn't create the song. You didn't do anything. Hey, you didn't pick nah. up a pen. You ain't, you know, <laughs> touch the keys on this track, you know, and those conversations mm -hmm. can get tricky. But this is what mm -hmm. I tell people. If it's sitting on your computer, it's 10 years old. You ain't made a penny off of it. And I'm telling you, I could take this 10 year old record, put it in the commercial, give you 5,000 up front. And, you know, $40 every quarter or whatever, just hypothetically, that's something that you wasn't going to get from just sitting on your computer. So it's like, you know, I get tired at this point and I have dope, dope clientele at this point to where going out and fishing for, you know, artists. I don't do that because the conversation, most people who are artists aren't business people. It's two different things. And trying to make an artist understand the business of publishing is exhausting. Mm. <laughs> exhausted mm. for me at this point in my career yes, it's, so, yeah. It's, yeah yeah so you know yeah. we do that we also do artist development um we have vocal coaches um we have people who help with you know choreography and then we cast for videos so if you wanted to shoot a video and you needed 14 models we'll go out and hire the 14 models or find the 14 models for you too so we do a lot at ear katie productions <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds like what we're doing here at magnum opus too like yeah, it does. It, does. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it sure does. It does because because we will do publishing. Like we have, like we, we are just getting started, and so we do publishing. Um, but we will have a select clientele that we do publishing with. I have absolutely. My director of publishing is a guru in the publishing world. I was lucky to get him to come on okay. board, and he is a. What's it, his name? 
<laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when you get. Okay, okay. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, I know. Him. I'm sure you probably do. But yeah, I mean, so that's what he does. He, so he does publishing. Uh, and I have somebody coming on to do all the marketing, um, right? Okay. So I, so she's coming on board. She's going to do all the marketing. Uh, we, I'm, a, a, of course, a cinematographer myself. Uh, I oh. do consulting. And so we, we kind of do the whole same type of gamut. That's kind of the all same. These hats. All these hats. All these, hats. All these, yeah. all these different you know hats. And in most interviews, people ask me, does this interfere with your creativity? And I can't say that it does because now I have a well-oiled system. You know, right. everything is, you know, it's just clicks for me. I, I, I look at my email every day, see what's in demand. If I got it, I submit it. It's a click and go situation for me. Mm -hmm. Now, at the beginning, before I got this, you know, working at this pace, oh, it right. was like, Ooh, I got to sign all these. I got to register all these songs. I got to copyright all this stuff. I mean, the administration part alone is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's very exhausting. And, you know, <clears throat> with a lot of the different uh, moderate, moderate, uh, modernization acts that's going in place, mm -hmm. a lot of new uh, entities are coming into place, like the MLC now, MLC. a lot of different things, yep. right, that you got to go and, you know, mm -hmm. now create accounts with and, you know, so. Right. And, and, and it can be. That's what people don't understand. That's what they don't understand is, oh, can I just sign up with ASCAP and BMI? I'm good, right? <laughs> like, nah. That's the, you, that's the start. That's the, that is the start. I'm sorry, I'm getting hot. <laughs> no, you're right now. <laughs> that's the start of publishing right there. But you got yes, so many, so can, I mean, you got so many different entities that are out there. You got to think about Most Favorite Nation. You got to think about all of these different, uh, entities that all the other countries have. I mean, what if my song blows right. up in Germany? How right. do I get paid from that? And that's At, why is it ASCAP? It's good, right? No, and that's, that's why it's good to have a music administrator on your team. You that's know right. what I mean? Um, that's going to make sure that you're getting all of the mechanical and you right. know, performance royalties that you're that's doing. Right. So absolutely. that's right. Do, do I sign up with Harry Fox? Who's Harry Fox? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Who's Who's Harry Fox? Is it some? And, uh, oh, <laughs> right. right. Is that some, a person? No. Is, Trust is that a, is that an animal? No. Harry Fox is somebody you should know. You <laughs> Absolutely. Should. Especially if you're doing sync licensing. Especially if you're doing Most sync definitely. licensing. Oh, Absolutely. gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you know, people like, oh, Song Trust. Come about Song Trust. Right. So there's a whole lot that goes into publishing. But which right. justifies, if I get a $100,000 deal, me giving you 50 and we as an organization get 50 Right. There's there's Thank a just you. there's a justification behind it because this is well due. Yes. Well due. That's Absolutely. right. The amount of work, Absolutely. the amount of time, the amount of energy and effort and the registration and the collection and the administration, all these different things that takes time, energy and effort and man hours. Period. And just Period. having to study, like if I could turn my computer around and show you all the books that I'm looking at in front of me, that this is time that I have to study. I'm, I'm a student of life. I'm, I'm always a, right. studying, you know, and I believe in being a student. And no matter how much you know, it's always more to know. And in mm -hmm. this business, it will behoove you to know, you know, read, study. That's right. <laughs> and all that time I take studying, you know, and, and learning this thing. I'm not giving this away for free. You know, I, mm -hmm. I have to make something off of this, too. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, of course, you wear many hats. And, of course, you started Ear Candy Productions, but you also started Black History Month Ciphers. So talk about yeah. that. Where does that come from? And what's the, the overall mission of Black History Month Ciphers? 
Man, I was raised by two strong black grandmothers. Um, my my one grandmother is still alive, and my other grandmother passed away back in two thousand and seven. No, yes, I think two thousand seven. But anyway, long story short, I had living pieces of black history with me from the beginning of my life until current day, and. I'm just passionate about us. I love us. I love, my motto is love everyone who looks like you hard, no matter what, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they've been through. If they look like you, if they melanated like you, at some point, according to history, they are some kin to you. Therefore, you should love them like family. And that's how I feel about my people. So Black History Month is the only, first of all, I let me just say this. <laughs> There's so many people talking about, oh, Black Future Month. Uh, why do we only celebrate Black History Month uh, for 28 days out the year? Okay, first of all, let's just let me just say this: we are the only race on this planet that has a month dedicated to us. There is no a Caucasian month. There's no Mexican month. <laughs> you know, they may have a day or something. We have an entire month to recap on our greatness. Why not celebrate it? Why argue it? It was fought for by our elders for this day, this month. First, it was a week. First, it was a day. Then it was a week. Now it's a month. And it was fought hard for us to have this time to celebrate. Embrace that. Love that. Respect that. That's important. So mm. for Black History Month, every year for the last four years, I gather some of the dopest artists that I've met over the time I've been here in Atlanta and I bring them to the studio. I get food. I bring videographers in and we record a live cypher. We challenge each other to come up to the mic. There's no profanity. We're only talking about our history, our present and our future and our greatness, you know, mm. just to talk about who we are. So it's something that I'm really passionate about. I don't charge any artists anything. At first I was, but now I do it out the kindness of my heart. And I spend a lot of money doing this mm. <laughs> every year, um, you know, and it's been getting some great traction. A lot of dope artists has, you know, signed up and jumped on board. And I've also had some dope artists turn me down and was t has told me like, Storm, I'm not up for this challenge. I can't do nothing without rap uh, cussing, or I can't, you know, solely write 16 bars or create create 16 bars, you know, about us, you know, and I was just right. like, wow, wow, like, you know, wow. it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Okay. So you can't make a song without cussing. Okay. Like, <laughs> Chameleon there made a whole album without saying a single curse word in it. So, Did he? I didn't oh, yeah. even know that. Yeah, a whole, wow. an entire album without a single curse word. So but you, you know, that's one educated brother. I was listening you, to him in an interview. Very intelligent. That's right. Absolutely. That's absolutely. right. That's right. But, you know, that's a, that's a, an amazing thing that you put on something that helps to celebrate and something that gives light to Black History Month and to the musical aspect of Black music. Because absolutely. Black music is the foundation for all music. For uh, I'll, all tell, music. I, I'll tell anybody that. Foundation for it's all music. It's, you go listen to any music, and I'm going to tell you what it's going to be rooted in some type of culture of of, of black people, African American, black and brown. Right. You got that right. And then, and right. you know, I do the hip hop cipher because I feel like throughout the year, all year, you have women, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying, stating the facts, the obvious. Right. You know, degrading themselves. You know, putting themselves on out there, talking about everything other than anything spiritual or uplifting or that's putting us in a, you know, recognizing the crown that we have mm. that 
you know, the power that we have. And brothers, the same. You could talk about slang and dope, killing other niggas, and everything else. Yep. Let's take these twenty-eight days just to detox, you know, <laughs> <laughs> detox from everything else from that all we're the other so stuff. bombarded with, right? That's you right. know, it's like, whew, like twenty-eight. I'd be happy every year to come around. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> soon as February 1st get here like here we go oh, I'll be on there before it's, it's, then, right? here we go it's a cleansing it's a cleansing it's a cleanse. you know yeah. I mean but you're right like hmm <laughs> but why do we do that though oh that's why, a good question why but why do we self degrade why do we talk negative about each other in music? Why do we destroy the self-image of black people in music? Like, why do we do that? I mean, you don't really have, it's kind of like a, it just pops into my just head. Just a like, general question. Why but I do we like do that? I would like to on that. I sure. would like to give my personal, because it's Please all do. you know. Please my do. Personal, my personal opinion as to why we do that is for two reasons. One, because most of us have contracts this big, most artists, and they don't have creative control over what they can and can't do. Mm. A lot of artists, me being a ghostwriter, I know mm -hmm. a lot of artists don't write their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And the record label says, sex sales. This is what's going to sell. I didn't advance you a million dollars. We need to recoup this million dollars. So I know you want to put out this this holier than holy grail record, but we're gonna put out this twerk record right now because right. that's what's going on, and that's what's gonna recoup all this money that you owe me. That's from a label standpoint. That's yeah. the first reason. The mm. second reason is ignorance is bliss. Mm. A lot of black beautiful women walking this planet have no idea how powerful they are, the royalty that they have, the, mm. the, the greatness and the grace <clears throat> that has been passed down, you, you know, the lineage of who we are. Ignorance is bliss. And if the, the narrative, the, if the label, the person who controls this music game is Caucasian or white, you know, or Jewish, cause that's mm -hmm. what it really is. But anyway, um, and they have strings and they say, okay, you know, this is what we're going to do. So, you know, a lot of us, it, it's, you know, it's just a brainwash. It's a brainwashing situation. It's mm. a brainwashing situation. And it's to keep us looking at ourselves as less than what we are. If we all knew how powerful we were and how great we were and we united. I uh, it, yeah, it'll be over. Come on now. Come on now. It, it would. <laughs> I mean, the, the amount of power that, that lives within each in each one of us to be able to stand up and us. unite. Oh gosh. Yeah. Have you I ever would... noticed that are you in a room with African Americans, why I get hotter? Because we have all these electricity that's mm. naturally flowing through our melanated body. You know, if we got together and said, you know what, brother, I'm never going to shoot or kill or harm another person that looked like me. You know what, sister, I'm never going to compete with another woman or attack another woman that looked like me. That's love. That's how we mm -hmm. stop black on black crime. That's mm -hmm. how we also put it into police brutality and everything. Because when I see a brother getting pulled over because I love my brother, I'm going to pull over with him. Is everything okay here, officer? Okay, let me call my brother. Let me call You call your brother. So we ain't going to mm -hmm. have to worry about somebody standing there with a phone recording a nigga getting killed. Because mm -hmm. we all going to be here at his defense. We're going to love each other and hold each other down. That's what mm -hmm. I promote. That's what I want to see. You know, mm -hmm. if they don't kill me first. 
No, nah, we no, nah, we we're not even gonna speak. We're not even gonna speak like that. But that's right. right. So 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 speaking about that. So speaking in that same vein, right? The the song that you recently released, Quicksand, has a very strong message. So talk to us about the message behind Quicksand. Talk to us about the concept of that song and why that song exists today, because that's a powerful song. Thank you. Yes. And I made it to be a powerful song. I, I wanted to come out the gate as a hip hop soul artist with something that is going to touch the hearts of my listeners. I wanted to evoke everyone's emotion, you know, everyone, black and white and everything in between. So Quicksand derived in my soul during the riots that was happening all over the world from uh, tra not Trayvon Martin, Lord have mercy, so many of them. George Floyd. I'm saying his name right, right? Yeah, yes. it's George Floyd. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, and but he, but wait, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there. But that's the sad part when you just said there's so many of them. There's so many. Wow. And those is just the ones we know. There's right. plenty of them that's not getting no coverage at all. That's right. You know, um, but you know, it, it derived then. I, I remember, um, you know, I have three sons. I have three young black men that mean everything to me. Um, they're smart. They're intelligent. They're honor roll students, but they look like what society has deemed as gangsters. They wear mm. hoodies, you know. Mm. Um, you know they, you know they, they have their own. This generation has their own style, and I'm not going right. to say it's a a right or wrong style. It's just their style, you know. Right. But anyway, I, I worry about them when they leave the house because of how they look. You know, mm -hmm. I say, son, pull your pants up, you know, take your hood off when you go into a store because mm -hmm. there are young black boys getting killed for just being young black boys. There's young black boys getting killed just from being deemed as a threat because of what society says. This looks like a criminal. This is what a thug looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But most thugs I know wear suits. <laughs> most thugs I know wear suits and they don't look like us. Mm. But that's a whole nother conversation. But no, mm -hmm. quicksand derived from that, you know, um, I, I was just in tears watching the video. I mean, it was so many people in networks and platforms posting this man dying right in our face, right Constantly. before our eyes. Like it was like mm -hmm. it was like people were getting numb to it. Like, oh, another nigga died. Okay. Oh well, turn the channel. Oh, another nigga died. Damn, turn the channel. Excuse my French. But I, it just bothered my soul so much. And at the time, mm. I was in the studio working with other artists on, you know, happy, upbeat music, club music. You know, it was about mm. to be summertime. We working on summertime music. But in my soul, I, it just kept tugging at me. I'm like, no one's going to talk about. We're going to act like we artists ain't seeing everything that's going on. We're not going to talk about this. Like, you know, <clears throat> so I made the song during that time and I was scared to put it out. I was scared to put it out during that time. Wow. I didn't feel like it was going to be, I don't know. I've, I've never done anything as political um, or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, in that realm before. And I'm like, man, do I really want to jump into this lane? Cause now this is about to open up a whole, <laughs> this, it's, it, it has like, mm. I've been on interviews after interviews since I put quicksand out. And one mm -hmm. of the interviews I was on was with a white commentator. And he he asked me on the interview, he said, aren't you tired of talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and how your people are so, are victims? Aren't you, aren't you, when are you going to start talking about something else? Is it that, haven't we heard this enough? 
You know I went off. We live. I'm sure. I'm sure. Off. I went off. The video up. I left it up. I left it up on purpose. It's up on my platforms. You can go back and listen to it. It was kind of funny. But mm. yeah, you know, I, I I didn't release it until 2022. I did it February 1st for Black History Month because again, I'm like, okay, this is the month where if it, if no other time throughout the year, Black people are going to be researching and studying mm. and you know, recapping on our greatness. And I said, I'm going to just put it out there, the travel and tribulations that we just persevered through, that mm-hmm. we're still persevering through. And so that's how it came about. That's mm. how it came okay. About. You know, it, it, it kind of has that same, and maybe somebody has said this before, uh, maybe you agree or disagree, but it kind of has that same feeling of this is America. Oh, right? so, I have not heard that like, one. You know, from Childish Gambino. So, you know, it kind of has that that same type of in-your-face reality that people are out here dying and there's things that are taking place that people are just sometimes not even thinking about or concerned about or worried about and they're just numb to it. And it's like, no. you know, and so it's like, wow. I mean, how often that those things happen? Good, that is a good comparison. You know what, I've, what that song has been compared to that I've heard so far? Gangster's Paradise by yeah, Cleo. Like, yeah, like Gangster's Paradise, right? And uh, a song by Tupac. I see no changes. All I see mm-hmm. is uh, yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah that's just the Sounds way it is. because like, wow. because it has a message in it that talks about what is happening in the black culture in the black community, and right. that's what This Is America talks about. That's what uh, the Tupac song talks about, and all and a couple of other songs kind of talk about those same type right. of type of messages. And so I, it was appreciative listening to it. It's, it is a powerful song. If you haven't seen it, it's oh, listen to it. It's a powerful song, powerful video. Um, I, I think the lady you have is uh, Madam X. Yes. Shout yep. out to Madam X. Yep. And so powerful <laughs> song. Power song. I ain't gonna get the whole video away, but they will rap. Like, that's when I, because I listened to a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Like, <laughs> a whole bunch of other songs. But then when I got to that one and I saw that video, I was like, yo, wait a minute. This is completely different. It's, it's completely different. It's they they in, in dressed in black. They like in a grave, you know, a, a grave uh, area. And they just like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, yo, look at this. And they they both doing it. But the me- but it's the it's the message. And then that, and then reading the comments, yeah. you know, how many people connected to it and the reception yeah. that they gave you to say this song is is amazing man and those are just the ones you've seen you should see my Mm. inbox i have philosophers and scholars and uh college students who wants me to come and speak to their you know their their classes and their Mm. hbcus and i'm like wow i'm like kicking myself in the butt like but you know what everything happens in divine timing Mm -hmm. i do wish i would have released it then because you know my team is like it was more relevant then but in all honesty there was a young boy who just got killed in Philadelphia a week or two ago. Wow. He was 12 years old. He was 12. So it's it's on a until this police brutality and these these crimes, these hate crimes stop, it's going to always be relevant. It's, it's going to always be relevant. It's always going to be always. Always be relevant. We're going through. Yeah. You know, there's there's something else that that you are into that's also relevant, which is mental health. Absolutely. You know, so so why is that something that that is drawn to you? Not mental health itself, right? Not those things. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, no, <laughs> but no. I've, I've struggled the topic. with mental health. 
I mm. struggle with mental health. And I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, I think at some point, especially again, being an African American in America, we all are just faced with so many different things that we have to deal with just from being black. I mean, it's, let's just be real. It, whether you notice it or want to notice it or you want to say, you know, I don't see color and all of that. No, that's that's not real. You know, so, yeah, mental health is something that I talk about a lot. Um, I did an entire movie uh, called Guns and Roses. Yeah. Based around mental health. And I show I, I did that movie to show people one that it's OK to be it's OK not to be OK. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to seek help. At, a, at some point, because if you don't, you know, depression will take over, anxiety will take over, mm -hmm. or you will get to a point to where you just don't want to live anymore. Because there's a saying, living is hard, dying is easy. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Living is hard. It's hard. You know, you face with so many different things from, you know, family members passing. Everyone takes and grieves difference. And, you know, so I, I, I talk about mental health a lot because mental health is something that I've had to deal with my entire life unknowingly. I didn't mm. know I, I had anxiety. I always, so my friends would say, I talk really fast. I'm, I don't know if I'm talking fast today because I don't no. really notice it. <laughs> but people would say, girl, is you on drugs? And I'm drug free. I don't do no drugs, not, not anything at all. But I used to talk really, really, really fast. And I always wanted to mm. do things really, really, really fast. And I would always worry about the next thing, tomorrow, next week. Mm. Like I could literally vision, like if I was going to do a show, in my mind, I've already done it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's done already. Said, I've done stage, the show already. I've already tapped everybody's hand, hugged everybody, and I'm already back in the car. So, you know, and I, so, you know, once I started to realize that everyone else wasn't moving as fast as me, I had to start learning that depression comes from the past, worrying about things that you were from the past. Anxiety mm. comes from worrying about the future. Things, the mm -hmm. gift is the present. So you have to live in the moment. And that's what I've been doing. And I feel so much better. <laughs> hey, I like that. Because that that's so that's true. Better. Depression comes from things in the past. Anxiety comes from things in the future. Us worrying Absolutely. about, is this going to happen in the future? Am I going to be able to do this? And oh, what is right. this going to look like? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I used a, to be so scared. Like I would take my shoes off before I do shows. Because I'd be like, man, if one of my heel break, and my heel break, my ankle going to break. If I break, I'm going to fall on the floor. If I fall on the floor, then I'm going to fall in the crowd. Somebody going to kill me. I'm going to die. Like, that's how bad the anxiety would be. Like, I'm like, oh. And then after I just it all in my head, I'm like, okay. Breathe. Mm. Just live in a moment, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the only person I know who, who deals with that, you know. It's no, just a I, lot it's... of artists who, you know, deal with that. I had the pleasure a of lot meeting of Maxwell backstage mm. one time. And his hands were sweating, 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 sweating. And um, I heard him tell someone else, he was like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, he like, I'm, I'm extremely nervous. Like, and he like, I get nervous all the time for all the stage. I'm like, looking like, you do too? You're like, Maxwell. What? Like, right. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I had a chance to check out the whole Guns N' Roses pieces that you had posted up on your YouTube channel and just how the... I like how you call it an emotion picture. That's right. That's and right. it, it kind of took you on that journey. You know, I I think it's I think it started with you sitting by the water and then you having to, to run to the therapist. There were so many things yeah. going on and going to the therapist. I was like, oh man. And I I, I love how just kind of how it was shot with um kind of like that dreamy looking feel to it. 
and right. you, know, you, you ended up at the, the therapist's house and uh, you were talking to the therapist and then it went from there into into the song and i was right. like wow it, it it did that one and it did the one with uh you and your friend who were i think by the pool and the guy came up and you were like girl look at what <laughs> it wasn't you it was it was her she was like mm, girl he fine look at him and you were like lifetime mm. type of right That's right <laughs> <laughs> and then and then some other things happened there was a shooting at least there was some gunfire that took place and i was like wow you know to kind of to kind of see you know from the album progressed in that way with a, a a story behind it and a visual story behind it, really connected and can kind of uh, you know share that experience with others. It's like, yeah, you know what? I kind of experienced that same thing, right. not just from listening to the song, but also seeing, like, I felt that same way. I needed to talk to somebody because I felt like I was having that type of attack, and you know, I, I got a chance to to get to somebody, and so That's it shows right. that many people experience that same type of. Absolutely. Same type of thing. And yeah. I and I definitely want to just I just want to let people know that it's okay. It's okay. Mm. You know, life, you know, I, I was, you know, brought up in a single family home myself. I didn't meet my father until much later on in my life, you know, and that impacted, you know, my childhood unknowingly, you know, I was always searching for my father in guys, you know, and that's just the way of the territory. A, a daughter needs her father, like a like a son needs his mother and vice versa. So, you know, we deal with a lot of childhood traumas that we think is just normal because it's what's been fixed around us or our environment. But a lot of things that we have to deal with and persevere through as people, period, some of those things are not normal. Some of those things have caused us to suffer in some type of way that may cause us to have depression, anxiety, bipolar, and the list goes on. And just genetics in general, you know, um, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, I have a couple of people around me regularly that have schizophrenia, you know, that they need, mm. they have a chemical imbalance and they have to take something. And at some points they don't feel like themselves. They're not happy. And, you know, that's why I love on everyone because you never know what a person is going through. I be kind to everyone. I try to make everyone laugh because life is short and we're not here to right. bash and hurt other people. We're here to no. love on each other. That's our job, you know? So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, mental health is important. Oh, man. Miss Storm, we have been talking for it, it doesn't feel like an hour and seven minutes, but but it but it has been. Right. And I don't want to take up too wow. much of your time. But right. I have I have like, like I have like two other questions to ask you. So sure. the first question is when can we expect the Black Dreams EP? Yes. When, so what is that about and when can we expect it? <laughs> Man, listen, I am so excited about Black dreams that every time I talk about it, I start to get anxiety again. <laughs> I just got to take it one thing at a time. My next single off of Black Dreams is going to blow your mind. It's going to blow mm. your mind. It's called, it's called R-U-N. It's a double entendre. It's called R-U-N, like A-R-E-Y-O-U-I-N. And then it's R-U-N. Like run. run. That's right. Run. Yeah. Yeah, 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 when yeah. When I tell you. Woo! Let's go. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. I can't, I can't I can't wait to hear it. After hearing quicksand, I was like, oh, I need, I, I want, I want what's coming next. It's oh, going to yeah. take it up or not. Oh, it's yeah. Take it Let's up do it. Well, so, so, like, when? When, though? <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to make my anxiety. Look, look, I'm trying to get that date. I'm trying to get that you date. When does it drop? Up? I don't have a date, but it will be this year. That's my plan. Perfect. It will be this year. It will okay. definitely be this year. Okay, good. Soon. Very soon. Good. Soon. Because if quick, if it's, 
reminiscent of like how quicksand came out and the and the, and the power of like what quicksand even more power. delivers even yes more power. then i, this I know it's gonna be a little and even if it's even possible because everyone thinks quicksand is aggressive but it's not aggressive it's passionate mm. it's passionate but this one right but this one are uh -oh. you in this one gonna be aggressive all right look like y'all ain't ready y'all ain't ready y'all ain't ready <laughs> y'all ain't ready for it this is gonna separate. This is gonna separate. This is mm. gonna separate a mm. lot of a lot of stuff. Mm. <laughs> this is gonna mm. separate me from a lot of different stuff right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So we can't wait for the new single to come out and for the EP to officially drop. That's gonna yeah. be yes. I mean, I shoot. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I like, actually go talk to you about it because I think I want to have you involved with it. Uh oh, uh oh, it's we can figure out how to do it. Yeah. You can figure out how to do it. Yeah. I act. Look, I act. Exactly. You know? And that's exactly where I'm going. Look, you look, already know. I know how to act. There. You know, I can do multiple different things. That's I, look, right. I'm talented. I'm talented. I got <laughs> I skill. Look, hey, I I'm Bevon. I act. I, I do what I don't sing anymore. So don't get me that. No. Y'all know that. The people who watch the show know that. Yeah. Yep. I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> So, so Ms. Storm, what advice would you give to anybody getting into this music business, music industry, right? What would you tell them? Oh, my God, it's so much to tell you. Uh, depending on where you're at in your career, there's <laughs> so many different things to tell you because there's levels to this thing. Um, understand that you have to love this thing like your child. You have to love it. You have to love it. If you're not passionate about it, you will lose you'll lose the ambition to keep going because it's a lot. It's a hardworking job. It's a 24-7 job, not a 9 to 5 or a 10 to 2. This is something your best thoughts might come at 3 a.m. You might have to go into the studio at 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it is something that takes a warrior. You have to be a warrior to be successful in this business. Um, but love it. If this is something that you love and something that you think about all the time, you know in your soul that it's nothing else that you want to do, whether it's a producer, whether it's a musician, whether it's a writer, whether it's a singer or hip hop artist, or you don't know what you want to do. You just love being around creatives. You just love being in the room like a fly and soaking everything in. You know, you never know what your next, you know, title may be, you know, because you can be a lot of things in this business. Don't feel like you have to wear one hat. Wearing more hats is better. <laughs> it would behoove you to know a lot about a lot of things in this because it's a lot of moving pieces in this business. Um, but, you know, study, research, surround yourself with a team. If you don't have a team, you're not even in the game. Don't think that you can do this alone. You can be a great singer. And, you know, if you want, you know, to really make it, you're going to need a band. You're going to need a musician. You're going to need a producer. It takes a team. It's not an individual thing. One person is not going to make the thing happen. It takes a team. Um, and other than that, you know, uh, go after it, man. Go after what you love. Do what you love. Don't be scared. Jump out on faith. Take the risk. And if it don't work, at least you can say you did. At least you can say you tried. That's right. At least you. At least you <laughs> that's the biggest thing. At least you tried. Great advice. Tried. Great Thank advice, Miss Storm. So, how can people connect with you? How can they find your music? How can they interact and engage with you? Yes, you can follow me on everything at the number one. 
Miss Storm, and that's M I S S S T O R M, three S's. Follow me, reach out to me. If you want to work with me, let me know. I'm doing features right now. Um, I'm doing consultations right now. I'm a networker. I like to put people with other people that help people. So whatever it is that you got going on, I'm sure I can enlighten you in some way. Let me know. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. The wonderful Miss Storm, the talented Miss Storm. Check her out. Please make sure you support her. Go to her Instagram, go to her Spotify. Support her on YouTube. Check out her videos. Check out Quicksand. Like, go check out the Quicksand video. As soon as you're going to become a fan, instantly. You're going to be like, yo, this is it's amazing. But make sure to support. And make sure to support us here also at We Create Music TV. But thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. As always, you know, peace out. Thank you. I'm still working on this, this whole ending. It's been like two years. I still haven't come up with whatever that ending is be great you know like how we used to have with the um soul train love peace and i think that's what hair grease i think it used to say i don't think that was it but anyway thanks for tuning in peace out everybody